I've been dreaming of my family The ones I read about but never see And I've wasted time remembering Trying to see if these memories are really any is always on my mind Though in the past to me she's not been kind And even when she's kind she isn't kind She leaves me with so little time and so much want Maybe fade out a little bit. Hello, hello, hello. How are we? I've just realized I've turned this all the way down and now I can't hear myself. Turn this all the way back up again. All the way up. Damn it, I've just lost my blue screen. Stupid fucking thing. Lost my blue light. There it is. Hello guys, how's it going? Let me pull this up for a second. Two seconds guys, I'm not getting a sound that I want to get. Hello, 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 hello. Is that better? That's much better. Awesome. How's it going, guys? Turn the gain up a bit. There we go. A little bit of behind the scenes for you guys here on Making Lemonade. How's it going, guys? That song is So Little Time by Honey Water. And they are... They are a new band I've discovered. Um, And that song is a new song I've discovered because... And that song spoke to me because... I've been thinking a lot lately about how, how little time we all have um, and how, how difficult it can be to come to terms with death, um, life, especially once you become a parent, um, things can become very difficult to you know, come to terms with. Um, look, that's why we need, to, we need to set our goals. We need to set our time aside. And we need to set goals um, for ourselves and achieve things. So without further ado, let's get into it. Before I start anything, if you would like to see any more of my work, please go to my website, www.jordanmorpethart.com. Or you can also uh, see more of my work at Instagram 
at Jordan Morpeth Art. It's the easiest way. I'm on Twitter and all that as well. You can find all the links on my Instagram, on my website. All right, let's get into it, guys. Welcome. I'm Jordan, as you all know, and welcome. This is Making Lemonade, the podcast. Um, if you've been watching for the last few weeks, you've known, you'd know that I've been achieving shit. I've been, I've had a lot of goals that I've been achieving and a lot of things that I've been working towards. And I have been achieving um, plenty of things. I've already finished my first children's book and I'm on my way to getting some screen printing prints done for the convention scene this year. Sorry, I'm having coffee. I've had a morning of working on a commission this morning. Um, I can't show you that because it's a surprise for somebody. However, um, as you can see, I've got my world championship here because you don't need to know why I'm the world champion. I'm just the world champion. That's all it is. That's just the strap, baby. That's, that's what that is. Um, I'm just a world champion. Doesn't really matter what, what that's all about. So that song's very poignant, um, So Little Time, because we do have so little time. And um, the song I'll be playing at the end is by Five for Fighting, and it's 100 years. Um, Got to get that credit in because YouTube gets a bit funny if you don't credit things or you don't get, you know, it's copyrights, all that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting thinking about that concept. I've always, I was thinking about it this morning, I wasn't necessarily raised to understand death um, and with any kind of concept of death, not, not in the sense that I didn't understand death. It's just I don't deal with death very well. And I've lost a few people and I've seen people that I care about lose a few people uh, over, the, over the last few years. And I've kind of come to terms with and realized that it's, it's very difficult for me to, to process death um, and process the emotions of those who are grieving. However, that doesn't mean that I don't understand death. I just, I think it means maybe part of me fears death. I don't know. I could fear death. I'm definitely awkward around death. I don't know how to console someone who's lost someone. Um, I find it very difficult and uh, very uncomfortable to console someone who's lost someone. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I can explain it to you guys, really. It's quite difficult for me to understand in the first place. But the reason, you know, don't worry, this isn't a morbid... Fuck, that got morbid quick, didn't it? This isn't a morbid episode. Uh, the theme of today's episode is what are you doing with your life, basically. Um, we do... That's why I'm playing these songs. We do only have this, you know, 100 years, 200... Uh, on average, maybe even 80 for some of us... Um, as far as as far as our lives go, and you'll find that because of that, uh, a lot of people are either scared of living their lives or scared of achieving their goals. And um, something that really helps me get by is to think about it in the sense of what will I like if I've got an idea and I've got something that I want to do. I think will I regret it? on my deathbed will I regret not doing this on my deathbed then I think you know for instance say I've got a smaller goal like I want to do some screen printed prints this year will I regret it this time next year mm. working in, in uh, annual increments um, and will I regret it once I hit new year next year 
And nine times out of ten, the answer is yes, I will. Um, so that so little time um, can allow you to either be afraid or grateful and and um, disciplined and um, achieving things. Um, and for me, I have a problem. I have a problem with achieving things. Um, I used to be very unproductive, as most teenagers and young 20, early 20-year-olds 20 are, especially young 20-year-old males. Um, and my lack of productiveness was due to my lack of discipline. Um, there were exterior forces that I could blame as well if I really wanted to. Um, it really depends on who you talk to. <laughs> uh, however, at the end of the day, I think the reason why I wasn't disciplined was because I did not teach myself discipline and nobody else taught me discipline. Others tried and failed because they didn't get through to me or I wasn't ready or whatever it may be. The thing is about discipline um, and, and, and achieving things and, and getting to the end of your life, full well knowing that you achieved everything you wanted to achieve, um, is that you kind of have to um, just get it together and, and, and stay focused and write lists. I write lists at the start of every year and I write lists at the end of every year um, as to what I've achieved, what I want to achieve. Um, and look, the lack of time for me is, you know, it's I'm a little scrambled as always. It's that ADHD. Um, I'm, what was I trying to get to there? So little time allows us to achieve so much though um, I get up early every morning I get to get to work um, I do 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 a, I do 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 I do do a day job which means that I have to my time's even more limited so I got to make the most of it even more so when I'm I suppose kind of working towards my goals I tend to like to sit down and think what will advance me, what will push me forward, what will challenge me this year, uh, what is it that I, um, I find difficult but would like to achieve uh, and would like to be able to do, are there any skills I would like to learn, um, so on and so forth, I'm just going to have some water because I'm here, I'm doing that excuse me ah that's better it's the coffee it's drying my mouth out yeah look it's very difficult to explain because achieving stuff for me I find it hard because I sit down and I write things down and I, I go to do a job and there's so many things that I'm just not good at um, and uh, that I'm I'm afraid of. I kind of realized this week that 
I need someone in my business and in my life to help me achieve the monotonous things that I don't really like about my job. Um, for instance, taxes. Uh, I've, you know, Jenny does my finances and uh, for the business, and she does you know, some of the postage and handling um, and some of the conversation handling because I get so into the ideas of things and just want to achieve malleable products that I'm not much of a marketer and I'm not much of a liaison with clients and people um, and, you know, even friends and family, I find it difficult to kind of post things out and get things out on time and you know be diligent because it it then means that professionally I look bad to people I look bad on behalf of people um, and on behalf of the business and the business is my personal brand and I want to put forth uh, the best possible outcome for my personal brand that being said um, what's that got to do with and we've just gone on a tangent again. What you're probably thinking to yourself, uh, excuse me, what has that got to do with uh, the living and the dead? Look, I don't know. Let <laughs> 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 me be honest. I don't know. I don't know where I went just then. It's hot again. As you can probably hear, I got the fan on. Fucking cicadas are going again. I'm losing my brain. Um, but I, I just wanted to sit down and, and record a podcast and it's podcast time and it's time to sit here and chat with you guys about things. So I think I want to, I might, you know, it's probably not a bad idea. I've been thinking about lately a lot of, uh, lot of ideas and I want to share some of those with you. But first of all, um, I think I was going somewhere with, with, with the whole, yes, as I was saying, um, I can't. I find it hard to to deal with to deal with death. We'll go back to that. I find it hard to deal with death because there's a lot of problems around that, and there's a lot of things. My mortality scares me. I'm a father now. It scares the shit out of me. And I used to. Um, I actually want to tell you guys a story. So, story time. Let's see if I got a story time song. Um, story time. I don't have a story time song. Um, I need a story time song. Uh, what about this one? Oh, that's a good one. Bit of Neo. I'll, I'll write a story time song. Ooh, oh, I like that. Okay, I'll listen to that in full later. That's nice. Um, so story time, guys. So I think when I was younger, I had a physical manifestation of my fear of death. What do I mean by that? Um, I was, I had when I was younger, um, as I've spoken on here before, depression, I still suffer with anxiety and ADHD, 
And I had a, had a dealing with death. And to this day, I do not know what was real and what was, what was fake. I was really in a dark place back in about, what year was it? Uh, 2012, 2013-2014 and that dark place took me to a place that really, it, it manifested itself in quite a sad and, and scary apparition this is not and I want to preface this with this is not a ghost story um, I don't know that I believe in ghosts I'd like to I'm superstitious a bit I'd like to but I don't I don't know that I do believe in ghosts however I believe it's partly what health specialists call sleep paralysis. Um, So sleep paralysis is roughly known as, I I don't know that they actually know what causes it, but it's definitely stress and anxiety based. Um, so one night, it's basically a numbing of yourself during sleep in that you're paralyzed, your brain will paralyze you in fear during a nightmare. At least that was my experience. Um, and I'll, and listen on, uh, I'll, I'll get to it. So one night I was, I was living at my parents' house back then and I woke up in the middle of the night. I was having a nightmare. And this nightmare was, I woke up from a dream into a dream. So it was, you know, I'm kind of the Leonardo DiCaprio of this story. And I woke up with, in the dream, I woke up in this dream and I was in my bed and all of a sudden within a split second these ghoulish hands came out like not skeletal hands but like disheveled and and old and grey and might as well have been skeletal zombie hands or something like that ghoulish is the best way big long nails and that but that's all I could see. Out of the darkness just came these two hands. And they grabbed onto the blanket that was up around my neck. Over me, kind of like this. And pushed down as hard as they could. And I began choking. Like I couldn't. And I remember trying, like I remember screaming, like. I remember this and I was just screaming and screaming and screaming. 
but nobody came to help me. And then all of a sudden, I just woke up, <gasps> took a huge deep breath. <sighs> I genuinely was choking, which was like, I felt like, and, and shockingly enough, the blanket and the sheet was up, up around my neck. The doona and the sheet was up around my neck. <gasps> Breathing so heavily. And then that was it. It was like three o'clock in the morning. Fast forward to about a week later. And I, I have another dream. I'm again still in the same bed. Except this dream, I'm walking through, through a park near my place called Heritage Park, near my parents' old place called Heritage Park. It was definitely Heritage Park because I know what this is, a pathway that runs down a hill. I was walking up this hill and there were some old friends from school of mine who I haven't seen in years who were in the dream. And they were walking with me. And as they walked with me I saw one of them run off up the path and all of a sudden things went dark like it was the middle of the day and the sky started dark and it was just like it was going into night all of a sudden and I was running up after this this friend of mine and I looked behind me down at the field and there was a hooded cloaked black cloaked figure not like the dementors from Harry Potter but they were like swooping up like that like moving really quickly um, towards me so I just kept running like fuck help me like help 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 what the fuck like something's chasing me I'm running up this hill in this dream and all of a sudden I stopped at the friend and I got to the friend. I was like, help, help. And he didn't pay attention to me. He wasn't, wasn't, I was right behind him and he wasn't paying attention. He had stopped as well. He wasn't paying attention to me. And all of a sudden I just felt this right on my shoulder from behind me. His hand just grabbed my shoulder and I spun around. And there it was, this, all I saw was just this black cloak and in its face, was just darkness, just a black hole of nothing, and then I woke up again. But the thing is, while this while this person was holding on to me, I turned around and was yelling, help, help, somebody help me. And I woke up in my bed like that, with the driest throat like I have right now when you're drink. The driest throat and like going, ah, ah, ah. But not thinking I was doing that and waking up realizing I'm going, oh, hmm, ah, like that. And I. in screaming like that I was paralyzed again and it was the same figure because the hand grabbed my shoulder 
it was the exact same hand. As I looked down at it, it was the exact same hand that I saw in the last dream when I was choked by the by the blanket. Anyway, and this is the worst part of the saw. Um, why am I telling you this? So to continue, it continues. There was a time. Fast forward even further, and I'm driving down a country road somewhere out near where I used to live. I'm driving and I'm driving and I'm driving and I'm driving, and all of a sudden, this poof! This this isn't a dream. Those other two things were a nightmare. Those other two stories were a nightmare. This is not a dream, and this is what scared the shit out of me. I would periodically start to feel this feeling, this presence of darkness, this presence of, and this is over, mind you, this is over about a period of two years, about 14 months, periodically over this time I would feel this darkness and this looming sense of fear and it felt like death, it just felt like the end of all things. And I would look, and it was only at night as well, I would look in corners, in dark corners behind trees and that, where I, where I felt this strange presence. And right there, I would see for a split second, uh, it makes me feel crazy thinking about it, but I would see for this split second this cloaked hooded figure just watching not doing anything, not moving, not shaking, not nothing. No, there was no scythe or anything. It was just a hooded figure for a split second. And then I'd look, I'd, oh, I'd look back and it was gone. And to this day, I don't know if that was a hallucination or if that was something for real. And this, I realize this is starting to sound like a ghost story. <laughs> However, Anyway, I would, I would continue to see this figure and it was one night where I was driving down an old dark road and the figure would appear on the side of the road when I was driving. That's, that's mainly when I would see it just there and it's gone on the side of the road. I'd just look on the side of the fuck, and I would get anxious and filled with fear and, and stress and anxiety and just, ah, like, what the fuck? Um, and so what I did was... I went and I told, uh, I spoke to a psychologist about it and he said, look, it sounds like you've got sleep paralysis. The sleeping thing is one thing. Um, the, uh, the seeing it on the side of the road is potentially a hallucination. So I would keep, I would keep it in mind that, you know, that would be something to be concerned about. He said, so just make sure if you see it again, you come, you tell me next time um, and we'll, we'll look into that. So, shockingly enough, after I saw him, I never, I didn't really see the figure again because it would, it would be long periods of time between it. It would be times of stress. So you can make that correlation. Um, and then what happened was I would sit it was one night I was staying at my girlfriend's house. And she used to have stress dreams. She used to wake me up screaming my name. 
um, and she'd grind her teeth and I would grind my teeth. The dentist told me that my teeth were all ground up because, you know, possible grinding in the night. And I only ever found, I used to find I get real sore, like sore jaw when I'd wake up. Uh, I've always had a really bad relationship with with sleep and um, I've, I've had a periods of, like real bad periods of insomnia and all that kind of thing. So I used to get this real sore jaw. Um, um, so anyway, there was one night where I was staying at my girlfriend's house back when we first started, uh, or rather my fiance's house, when we first started dating um, a few years ago. And we're staying there and we're young, we're, hang we're hanging out, we're watching TV and, and she can't sleep and she's keeping me up. And she goes, I feel this dark, dark presence in here. And I was like, what the fuck is she talking about? Like, my, my girlfriend was raised Catholic and I was, you know, not raised religious. So I get funny about those because She's like, it's the devil. And I'm like, it's not the fucking devil. What are you talking about? What the hell? Anyway, I started feeling that dark presence again. How weird is that? I start feeling that dark presence that I used to feel um, after all those dreams. I'm like, shit, okay, there's something in here. But I can't show her that I'm afraid. So I went, I actually said in the room, she, she started saying this. And she's not normally like that. She doesn't pray like that in front of you. And she's going, Father in heaven, hello be your name, my kingdom come with me. All that kind of shit. And I'm like, what the fuck is she, what is she doing? And I'm like, and all of a sudden, as she started saying those prayers, I feel that presence. And I start feeling that presence again. I'm like, oh fuck, there is something dark in me. And I just go, what am I going to do about this? And, I go, and before I even knew I was doing it, I was like, if there is somebody in here, in this room, please leave. Leave now. You are not welcome here. And whoever you are, you have a dark presence. We do not want you here. We do not need you here. So whoever you are, go and bother somebody else. I've never done anything like that. It's fucking hocus pocus to me. I'm super science based and that was just so weird to me because it's now hard for me to refute the fact that that is that that wasn't science what we were feeling wasn't science it was something weirder something different anyway so that night shockingly enough Jenny woke me up in the middle of the night because of because I was screaming and yelling, like not screaming, but I was doing that. Because I had another dream. I don't remember what the dream was. I just remember I was screaming for help in the dream. And I saw the presence again. I saw the dark looming cloaked hooded presence again. Anyway, fast forward a few more months and I'm talking to uh, one of Jenny's brothers. And he's had his bouts with anxiety and he's, he's struggled. And he says to me, we're talking about, you know, dark press, how we get under the conversation of dark presences and that kind of thing. And he goes, oh, do you get the old hag in the corner of your room? He said, no, I get a cloaked figure. He goes, it's the same shit. What do you mean? He goes, one night, he goes, you want to know how to get rid of it? <laughs> I'm so, fuck yes, I'm so sick of seeing this thing. And he goes, one night, um, I woke up and the old hag was in the corner of the room. 
sitting there under the window. She used to just be sitting in this chair. And so I said, fuck off. I was like, what? Yeah, I said, fuck off, leave. You are not welcome here. I am not afraid of you. Leave now. I was like, what, what the fuck? Like, this is so weird. Because it's the same thing I did that night when my girlfriend thought the devil was in her room. And Jenny thought the devil was in her room. So, I was standing there, I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? This is a weird thing to do. It's, like, it's, a, it's in your mind. It's a, it's a hallucination. He's going, no, it's not a hallucination, mate. It's not at all. Hallucination. It is, no, it's it's something. Like it's something else that's there, and you need to tell it to go away because you don't want its presence around anymore. Like, <laughs> righto. So I'm like, all right. Well, you know, I'll try anything. I want to get rid of this thing. It's fucking been haunting me for for long enough. So, what do I do? But one night, I'm at Jenny's parents' house, and they have, they live in a cul-de-sac. And all of a sudden, I feel that feeling again. That dark, twisted, black hole feeling. And I, but I can't see the figure. It's too dark. I look down the alleyway. There's a, a hill in front of me. We're in a cul-de-sac. The top of this cul-de-sac, the top of this hill, and I look down. And I could have sworn I saw it, but I couldn't see it. I didn't see it that night. I just felt its presence. And I look down this alleyway. Whoever you are, whatever you are, I'm not afraid of you. I think I had music in my earphones and I played and just made me stronger. And feel like whatever you are, whoever you are, leave. Because I am no longer afraid of you. And I'm tired being afraid of you. I am tired of calling you my demon. I'm tired of not sleeping. I'm tired of being haunted day in and day out. And I'm tired of being afraid of the dark because of you. I am no longer afraid of you. Leave now. And I'm starting to realize how corny this is. But I had to do it. Because believe it or not, I think that was the fear, my fear of death. I think it may have been a hallucination, it may not have been. I don't really think this is a ghost story, because it's not. This is a story of mental health. And the way that I overcame my mental health issue was telling it to leave and telling it I was not afraid of it anymore. And if that works for you, I highly recommend it because it worked for me. I told it to leave. I told it to fuck off. I told it to go. Because I'm no longer afraid of it. No matter what it was, I didn't care whether it was death himself or just an apparition that I had decided that my subconscious has, had created for me for me to understand what was going on because I am very metaphorical, I am a creative, I'm an illustrator, I'm an artist, I'm a writer and it's 
I, it can be very simple. My life is, is, is based around symbols. Ask, ask all the people that love me. They know that everything is symbolic with me. And this was a symbol of some sort, I believe. A symbol for my anxiety, for my depression, for my stress, for my fear. And it may very well have been a symbol for my fear of death. And I recommend to you that if you have a demon, I know it sounds corny, I know it sounds a bit ridiculous, but if you have a demon, I suggest you do exactly what I did, and you tell it to go away, and you are no longer afraid of it. I would love to hear if you guys have any stories like this. But in conclusion, ladies and gentlemen, if you fear something, you face it. It's as simple as that. If you fear something, you face it. Because the day that I told that thing, that hooded, cloaked character, to leave me alone, was the day that I was free of it. I have not seen that character since. I have not had very many issues with sleeping. Even when I had my daughter, I didn't really have very many issues with sleeping. Because I faced my insomnia, I faced my sleep paralysis, I faced my fears, and with a little help of melatonin, I changed my sleep routines. Now, the one thing I don't have an issue with in my life is sleep. And now, whenever I fear something, and whenever something makes me feel uncomfortable, I face it head on. And that's what I suggest for you to do. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching. I think this might be, you might be watching this because it's an extra story time and I think I'm going to be telling you more stories like that because honestly, I feel like that's one of the best solo podcasts I've ever done due to that story. And I want to tell you guys more stories from my life. I just have to get there. That was very therapeutic. And very few people in my life know this story. In fact, there's been a few people that have asked me this story and I've never told them it. So if you're a family or friend, now you know. And I love you. Know that if you're going through something, I'm here for you. No matter who you are, whether you're family, friend, fan, please feel free to DM me, converse with me. Don't be afraid, I don't lie. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been Jordan. This has been Making Lemonade. I love you all. And as always, guys. I'm 15 for a moment Caught in between 10 and 20 And I'm just dreaming Counting the ways to where you are I'm 22 for a moment And she feels better than ever And we're on fire Making our way back from Mars Fifteen, there's still time for you Time to buy and time to lose Fifteen, there's never a wish Better than this When you only got a hundred years to live